Are U.S. pay U.S. chief executives paid too much? The U.S. pays more for executive talent. So what? It's quite a pill to swallow for the British because a great deal of effort has gone into controlling executive pay opportunity while ensuring it's strongly linked to performance. Headline figures for chief executive pay amongst the largest and most successful U.S. corporations could be staggering. Average total compensation amongst U.S. CEOs is four times the level for their U.K. equivalent. ISS, the proxy voting agency themselves, say that median total remuneration for CEOs in the S&P 500 rose 23% from 2018 to through 2022. But over the same period, FTSE 100 equivalent pay went up a paltry 1.1%. Average pay of S&P 500 bosses was $18.3 million in 2021, nearly four times more than that of FTSE 100 chief executives at £4.2 million. Ten years ago, the difference was about two times. This is despite the fact that short-term pay incentives for UK CEOs between 2004 and 2016 broadly doubled for the same performance, raising eyebrows, one has to say. Yet despite all this, it's not difficult to argue that US CEOs are worth it. The facts are that S&P 500 company median market capitalization rose 52% and the revenue rose 40%, while FTSE 100 company market cap levels remained relatively flat despite a 20% rise in revenues. For example, Exxon, who pay their chief executive the extraordinary single-year sum of £28 million or $35 million, is the CEO who delivers probably the most value to shareholders. Our CEO value index analysis, which we do every year, indicates that £4,728 goes to the shareholders for every pound paid to him. Compare that with the index for the CEO of Diageo in the UK of about 1033 or of Shell's CEO, £509 to the shareholders for every £1 paid. This is for the same four-year period ending 2022. Does it matter? Well, if management talent isn't coming to the UK, it's going somewhere else, of course. That cannot be good for the UK's economy. As an illustration of the general sentiment amongst emigrating executives, Gavin Patterson, who used to work for the BT uh, organization here, said that after his move to the San Francisco-based tech company Salesforce, on a personal level, you get to earn more money in the US, and there's no public outcry if you are successful. Often the same proxy voting agencies and asset managers that oppose compensation levels in the UK support much higher compensation packages in different jurisdictions, notably the US. The CEO of Lion Trust said the US has a culture where if you do a good job and deliver for shareholders, you're rewarded, whereas in the UK, there's criticism. That's part of the reason that Julia Hoggart of the London Stock Exchange said that we need a constructive discussion about executive pay to boost the attractiveness of London's capital markets. It's also the reason Smith and Nephew lost their CEO in 2019 after 18 months. And it's not just the money. By the time a UK executive's first long-term incentive plan payout grant has been actually released, after a three-year vesting and a two-year hold, at least two further LTIP grants will have been released 
for their US equivalent executives. So they have to wait an awfully long time. There's also the risk of a long-term plan not actually paying out. US companies typically offer around two or three long-term plans, i.e. diversifying the risk somewhat. But in the UK, it's far more common to have just a single long-term plan that increases the risk of something which may not be in the executive's control going bump at the night, and the LTI then becomes worthless. The shareholders are in the same boat, of course, but executives may not appreciate the value of alignment in this regard. The way pay is made up is relatively similar in both the US and the UK. The greatest proportion is long-term, the remainder going to bonus and salary. But the magnitude of the long-term incentives are so much larger in the US. The LTI makes up about 70% in US companies compared with 50% in the UK. So many factors contribute to the actual pay disparity between the UK and the US. First of all, US companies outperform their UK counterparts, both in terms of value creation and revenue growth. The structure, the size, and the environment of the US are very different from the UK. While the US does pay more, the challenges and performance that's required often just justifies it. And there are cultural differences in investor views. Large pay rises in the US seem more welcome in the, than in the UK. In the UK, it's comply or explain, particularly comply, whereas the US is now taking a pay-for-performance for approach irrespective of the headline pay numbers. Hiring top talent will be made more difficult because the UK has lower pay opportunity, more rules, more regulations. The greatest stress will be felt by UK-listed companies with strong US divisions. However, it's generally recognised that there's a lifestyle premium for living in the UK, longer vacation time, for example, and companies will think long and hard before moving their listing to the US with its higher litigation risks and the fact that it's harder to get noticed by investors in a stock market which, with much bigger companies. This means, of course, we have some time to consider what to do about pay opportunity here in the UK, but more regulation probably isn't the answer.